0: You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, good morning, Discovery. Welcome to Church at Home. Hey, if I've not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name's John. I get this amazing opportunity to lead this community that we call Discovery. And like I said, I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Hey, real quick before we jump to the message, I got a couple things that I I just want to bring to your attention. The first one is this. The last two Sundays of August, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but the amazing production team, they can, they're can they going to put it right here, right now. Did it work? Hopefully it worked. Um, we, we, the last two Sundays of August, we are going to have an outdoor worship experience right here at the church in the parking lot. And so your lead team is, has been diligent in, in making plans so that, so that our time together is fruitful, beneficial. safe. And so hopefully you can join us um, on those days. It's going to be phenomenal. And the last announcement is this. Starting tomorrow, we are kicking off our 21 days of prayer. Now listen, if you're brand new to Discovery, you'll discover that prayer is a big part of who we are as a church. And since the very beginning, every August and January as a a whole, we set aside 21 days of to pray and in January to pray and to fast, and so I want you to lean in for the next 21 days starting tomorrow. Every morning at nine o'clock, myself, Pastor Vanessa, or one of our uh, lead team, we, they, they're we're, they're they're going to be leading us in a um, in a devotional so that we can. Uh, So we can all pray together for a specific topic and hopefully get you in practice with rekindling this this amazing opportunity that we have to pray. And so, again, that starts off tomorrow morning. And I figured since our 21 days of prayer starts tomorrow, then I might as well talk about prayer. And when I think about prayer, I think about oral hygiene. Okay, let me explain. You're probably like. John, what are you talking about? Oral hygiene. Um, now, how many of you guys, by a show of hand or a show of emoji, how many of you guys brush your teeth? As much as I love brushing my teeth, there's something that I love even more. I love using Listerine. How many of you guys love using Listerine? If you've ever used Listerine, you, you understand that Listerine does something um, mechanically or or That's probably the wrong word, but it does something to your mouth that that you're swooshing up. And then it starts burning. Right. And you're like, man, the more it burns, the more germs and bad breath that is killing. And so you're like swooshing. And then when you finally spit, there's this there's this sense of like, wow, that feels amazing. And you walk around confident. Now, here's what I, I know about uh, using Listerine, that Listerine doesn't just benefit you, but it benefits the people that you talk to. Have you ever talked to someone after you, you use Listerine and like, wow, your breath smells so good, right? There's just something about Listerine, how, how when you use it, it not just affects you, but it affects everyone Around you now you're probably thinking John why are you talking about Listerine and here here's here's kind of my hook my my, my main thought is that when it comes to prayer prayer has the same effect as Listerine let, let me let me go a little deeper with that with that thought when, when it comes to prayer when, when you can learn to immerse yourself, in a lifestyle of prayer, it doesn't just affect and benefit you because prayer benefits you and I for sure. But when when we commit to a lifestyle of prayer, it doesn't just affect us, but it affects those around us as well. And so here's kind of my big idea. When we can learn to immerse ourselves in a lifestyle of prayer, of daily prayer, Prayer does something to not just to me. It doesn't just benefit me, but it benefits those around me. See, because when I can learn to pray consistently, there's something that that happens to my mind. Like there's, there's a mind shift that takes place. Let me say it this way. My mentality my thoughts, my words, my actions, pre-prayer looks way different than they do post-prayer, right? So so in other words, like when when, when my mindset before I go into prayer, my my mindset, my mentality is is is, is hopeless and and fearful and, and I'm I'm worried, but all of a sudden if I could just jump into prayer, there's something that God does through his Holy Spirit that changes me so that post-prayer, I am no longer fearful, but I'm confident. Come on, somebody. I'm no longer worried, but, but, I, but I feel safe. I, I'm no longer fearful, but I'm secure. And so prayer, if we could learn to to rally around this idea of prayer, I want you to know this morning that prayer will benefit not just you, but those around you. In fact, we actually see uh, this in scripture, uh, that this idea that prayer changes and it shifts things um, in this letter that the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4 in verse 6. Check this out. Here's, here's what he, he writes, uh, the Apostle Paul. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He's like, don't be anxious about anything. Well, how do we not become anxious? The Apostle Paul says, by prayer and supplication, by by bringing your your requests before God. And so here's where I'm going this morning, because again, tomorrow we're starting our 21 days of prayer. And I think that's one great reason why these 21 days of prayer are so beneficial to, to you and to me is because it helps reset our perspective. It helps reset those things that are vital to us. And so What I want us to do in the next moments together, I want to give you four reasons why 21 days of prayer is beneficial to you and to me. And so without further ado, let's jump into it. So number one, the first reason why 21 days of prayer, why 21 days of prayer is this. Prayer elevates priorities. Prayer elevates priorities. Let me read to you Matthew Chapter 26, verse 40 and 41. It says this. Then he, he being Jesus, returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, prayer elevates priorities. It elevated Jesus' priority priority from what he wanted to what really mattered. We're going to go through life, all throughout life, when there's going to be things that we want to do, that our flesh is going to desire. And if we don't learn to go to prayer first, we will give in to our flesh but newsflash, if you are a Jesus follower, Scripture says we no longer obey our flesh. We no longer go about the desires of our flesh, but we walk in the Spirit and the only way that we can fight the flesh is through prayer. We have to learn to pray so it elevates our priorities so that My life does not revolve around what I want. But to understand that if I'm to live on mission, that means that I'm fully surrendered to the God that loves me. Listen, the first reason why 21 days of prayer and just a prayer life in general is so important is because prayer elevates priorities. Here's the second one. Prayer provides perspective. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15 through 17. I love this verse. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do the servant asked? Don't be afraid the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed, opened his eyes, Lord, so that they so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and the servant looked and saw the heels full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Prayer provides perspective. Let me take that a little further. Prayer provides perspective the correct perspective. See, in this story, uh, the the, the, the servant and Elijah, they they come out. The servant comes out in the morning out of his tent and he looks around and he sees the enemy just surrounding their campsite. And he gets a little freaked out. He's like, "Ah, we're going to lose. We're going to die. Oh my gosh. But Elijah does something that I think that we can learn to add to our lives. He began to pray. He said, God, help this servant, help this man to see through the lens of not himself, but through the lens of you. God, give him the right perspective. And in the moment that Elijah prayed, all of a sudden, the servant was not overwhelmed by the enemy, but he was overwhelmed by, by God's army surrounding him, something that he did not see until Elijah prayed. Come on, here's what I'm trying to get at, that we have to learn to not go off of what we see with our own eyes. See, there are things that God is wanting to do, and there are things that are places where God's wanting to take us, but we will never be able to comprehend it until we see it through the correct perspective. And if I want to get the correct perspective, I got to be able to pray and say, God, open my eyes. Help me to see things the way that you see them. See, because as long as we see our situation through our own eyes, We're always going to come around feeling hopeless. As long as I look at my situation through my own lens, I'm always going to feel like I'm never enough. As long as you see what I'm saying, as long as I begin to see my circumstance through the wrong lens, I'm always going to feel insignificant. And so when I begin to look at my situation and I begin to feel overwhelmed, I have to get to that place where I can get on my knees and begin to pray, God, open my eyes. This morning, whatever you're going through, I urge you to begin to look at it through the lens of how God sees your situation, how God sees Your hardship, how God sees what you're going through. And I want to encourage you and say that how He sees things will probably be different than how you see things. And so, what what could happen? What could God do in your life? How can God encourage you in the next 21 days if you spent these 21 days saying, God changed my perspective? God changed my perspective. God changed my perspective on my marriage. God changed my perspective on my work situation. God changed my perspective about my kids. God changed my perspective of, of, of anger that I have towards my parents. God changed my perspective. What could God do in the next 21 days if you were diligent in saying, God, change my perspective, open my eyes, let me see things the way that you see them and so that's the second thing prayer provides perspective let's read the third one number three prayer produces power number three prayer produces power Uh, let's read judges chapter 16 and verse 28 then samson prayed to the lord sovereign lord remember me please god strengthen me just once more And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. So if you're unfamiliar with this story, uh, Samson, he was the strongest man in the world. However, uh, he allowed this lady Delilah to deceive him. She found out the secret of his strength, which was his hair. So she chopped off all his hair so that he can so that she can receive money. And so now here's Samson in verse 28. He's weak. He's imprisoned. Uh, the Philistines—they actually gouged out his eyes, and so he's in prison. And 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 he's just—he's distraught. He he he. But 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 he realizes. Watch this. That he realizes that prayer produces power. Prayer produces power, and so he prays. God, would you give me strength just one more time? so I can get revenge for them taking out my eyes. Now, here's what's interesting about the eyes. Jesus said that your eyes are the lamp to your soul. And so maybe today, like you, maybe you've never physically had your eyes gouged out, but you you know how it feels to have your soul gouged out. You know how it feels to have someone rip out your soul your 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 heart have that you know how it feels to have someone rip out your emotions and maybe if that's you you find yourself like Samson in a weak vulnerable state in fact you feel like you've been imprisoned like there's no hope you feel weak and powerless I want to encourage you, if that's you this morning, that prayer produces power. That in your weakest state, that you can go to God and say, God, give me strength to press on. God, give me strength so that I'm I'm not down here feeling depleted. God, empower me. God, give me power to lift myself up God, give me power to to thrive through life in spite of what people have done to me or have said about me. God, give me power to love those that have hurt me. God, give me power to forgive those that have wronged me. See, what's interesting about prayer is that when you get into prayer, God gives you power to do things that you never thought was possible. I want to encourage you for these next 21 days that you would begin to pray, God, give me power to forgive that person that hurt me. God, give me power To love that person that just annoys me. And I want to and I would be I would be interested to see what God does at the end of that 21 days. And so we're looking at why 21 days is so important, why why we should commit to 21 days of prayer. And so the first one. Prayer elevates priorities. Number two, prayer provides perspective. And number three, prayer produces power. And finally, here's number four. Prayer creates a culture of praise. Prayer creates a culture of praise. I want to read this verse to you. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Prayer creates a culture of praise. So prayer is not just about me, but prayer is an opportunity for me to learn to give thanks, to give praise to God. See, prayer Prayer gives me an opportunity to remember that everything that I have, including the air that is going through my lungs, everything that I have is because of God. And, and, and when I, when I could learn to just take some time and pray and just thank God, praise Him for who He is, for what He's done, it does something inside of me. It's beneficial to me. In fact, when Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, the very first thing that he says, the very first thing that he teaches them, when they say, how do we pray? Jesus says, you pray like this. Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. No, that, that's not it, right? Like, you're like, John, you don't know the verse. What kind of pastor are you? I'm just kidding. I know that's not it. He, he, he doesn't say, He doesn't say, start asking God about what you want. He says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. That word, hollow, hollow is, is this idea of worthy and, 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 and honor. And, and God, hallowed be thy name. Like you are so holy, you are so worthy. God, that I'm starting off my time of prayer just worshiping who you are. See, I think prayer creates this opportunity of praise because praise is actually, uh, is, is actually something that we're going to be doing in heaven. In uh, Revelation, it says that, that there, are, there are people uh, 24-7 saying, Worthy, worthy, holy, holy are you. Prayer prepares us for heaven because we're learning how to praise and to give thanksgiving. Like, what could happen if for the next 21 days you said, God, I thank you, and you just thank him for everything that you could think of? There's something to that, ladies and gentlemen. I know that when my kids... Are grateful and they show gratitude, like as a father, when they do that. I just want to, I just want to unleash more kindness and favor over their lives. And I'm not saying that we praise God to receive anything, but I think that it moves God's heart when we can learn to praise Him. And so today, you may be on the fence. Like, do I want to take part in this 21 days? of prayer and I want to encourage you to jump in. I want to encourage you to join us as we pray for our world, our the big world, but also like our individual individual world. And we're going to be praying for our world, our nation, our city, And I want you to jump in and join us and and commit yourself to the next 21 days to begin to pray and see what God can do when you learn to set aside time to pray to God. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.